Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brendan McCullough and Matt Basta. How are you guys doing? Hey. Hot. Yeah, it's so damn hot. It's hot everywhere right now. It's summer, guys. Like, where did that, when did that happen? Yeah, just very suddenly. Yeah. I mean, I would still take this any day than shoveling fucking, what, eight inches of snow or something that we've been getting, like, overnight. And when it's this hot, it just gives you us more of an excuse to stay indoors and play video games. So, <laughs> right? What have, yeah, what have you guys been playing? I'm a pale kid. I'll burn it in the sun. And then as you get older, it's like, I'm a pale kid. I'll get skin cancer. I can't go outside. That's insane. Just any excuse <laughs> to stay in. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, I really haven't been playing much. Uh, I've been putting too much time in video games. And as much as I love it, because I'm on a podcast about them, I fucking need to get stuff done. So I've actually been kind of laying low off of games for a while that's fair yeah they are kind of a an addiction mm-hmm. and as great as they are it's in our form blah 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 like as like all other media like tv or movies and stuff and like the hindsight of stuff it is just a waste of time like it's entertainment oh don't say that <laughs> it's just there's nothing productive about doing them like no it's funny you say that because i was listening to another podcast recently and the, the main subject matter was uh whether or not video games are a constructive way of spending your time to to basically further your own creativity and i i for i think mm. that's an illusion that we tell ourselves <laughs> because the- we want to believe that there's a reason behind why we're sinking so many hours into this one specific game that we love. But the fact of the matter is, like, no, you're not actually accomplishing anything. And the more time you spend in that game is the less time spent creating something new. So you're not really furthering your creativity unless, like, yeah, there's a certain quest line that you went down and it really was cool and it, like, resonated with you and you wrote a story later down the road that was kind of referencing something like that. But even still, that's a stretch. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy saying like I'm, you know, laying off games for a bit, but I'm watching like streams and videos of it because I'm trying to, I'm trying to overdose on Overwatch streams so that way it try to not buy, like, so I can get bored of it and not buy it right away because I'm holding myself on because I know once I buy it, that's all I'll ever do. Yeah. Um, and he's like, so you're watching video games, but you're not playing them. I was like, yeah. He's like, that's kind of the same thing. I was like, I know. It's just the lie I tell myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> um, but in regards to creativity, like, I can understand that where if you're playing a game, you get, you know, creative inspiration from it and it's kind of like, you know, creativity work or like mental work. And the same goes for, like I said, TV or movies or reading a book or really doing anything. But like, it all comes back to the terms of what you consider productive. Like, yeah. instead of playing video games, I went out and cut the grass and, like, did some weed uh, killing and stuff like that. Like, some people consider that more productive. Whereas someone who lives in an apartment, cutting the grass wouldn't be productive because you don't have grass. So, like, yeah. it, it's all relative in terms. But just for where I am in my life at this moment, they're not productive. And I'm not a creator. So, I'm not going to be writing any novels or being inspired by uh, the newest Sonic game. Because fucking no one's inspired by Sonic. Yeah, I hear you, though. No, that makes perfect sense uh, from your perspective. But let's hear from Matt, because I guess listeners haven't heard from Matt in quite a while. Yeah, I've been playing this um, this really advanced game. Uh, I don't think a lot of people play it. Uh, it's it's made by this company called Adobe. It's called Audition. Oh, oh I've, Jesus I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. I think you made this joke before. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if I have. I might have. No worries. Um, we're like uh, what a hundred and like twelve episodes in. Yeah, we're gonna repeat ourselves. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been editing uh, the latest episode of Almost Better Than Dragons, which is woefully late, and I feel really bad about it. But 
um, I found out very unexpectedly that I'm going to be moving. And uh, so that's been occupying quite a lot of my time. And uh, so I, I get these little sort of bursts of free time that I can sit down and actually do something with. And like half of that has been spent working on editing the latest episode, which is fine. Um, it sounds good. Uh, there were, it, it was also very tricky to edit, um, or what, what has been edited. There's only like five minutes left that needs to be finished, but, um, AJ had a lot of trouble with his internet that day. And so, oh yeah. Yeah. It, 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 like the Skype call kept dying and it, 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 it was just really bad. And so I, I had to do some, some trickery to sort of make the dialogue sync up and not have these massive, like 10 minute, 15 minute pauses. Um, on the upside, I managed to cut out a lot. <laughs> so, uh, that's always good. I play the same game though, but it's audacity. Mm. Yeah. So it's not the same game at all. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, actually, tr- I actually tried editing like a small clip for a buddy of mine in audacity and my God, like, I don't know really how you bad. do it, dog. Oh, tell me about it. it. 100 sucks. and whatever we'll have, episodes later. <laughs> we'll have yeah. Pinecast Studios soon enough. Don't worry about it, guys. Oh, <laughs> good lord. That'll Once my nice. move is finished. So the other game I've been playing is packing up all of my things into tiny boxes <laughs> and shipping it 40 miles. That's incredible. <laughs> it's real life Tetris. Wow, you're right. It's like yeah. real life Tetris, except not at all. <laughs> not you, at all like Tetris. You moving reminds me of, I think in a previous episode, you even gave away your actual address on air and I <laughs> yeah, had to bleep did. it out. Like, so. Did I really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that was probably even at my old, old apartment. Like, listeners. The old, old apartment. By the time listeners hear me on ABTS again, I will have been in my third apartment over the lifespan of, of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're barely approaching two years. Yeah, I was still in Mountain View when we joined. I remember uh, recording from my living room, and then uh, I moved here to Redwood City, and and now I'm moving to Oakland. Oh, yeah, we had the guy knocking on your door and everything. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, that was in Mountain View. That's excellent. Memories. Oh, that's serious. I don't know the song. Me neither. But I get, okay, well, let me talk a little bit about games that I've been playing, because I have been kind of going ham when it comes to video games. A yeah. uh, little bit of a Bloodborne update. I'm like crawling in that game, like making like zero progress. And it's also just because I'm so still just, I should probably just do some research or Googling, but I refuse to because I'm like, I can figure this shit out. And it's probably my 10th or 11th time, like actually logging in the game and trying to get shit done. And I'm in the hunter's dream and I find the object called like this bell or whatever that allows you to do a co-op multiplayer. And the whole thing, like, I'm so surprised that it took me this long to even just find that object. Like, I think there's something inherently like fucking dumb about Bloodborne that it should have been a little more just like a straight path to get all these things and be like now you're set up instead of like now i'm just fucking stumbling upon upon this like pretty crucial thing that like if i if i wanted to have uh somebody help me fight a boss that i would have needed that but thus far in the game i'd been fighting them all by myself and i did eventually i think the last guy beat was the second boss like father geoscorn or something i can't fucking pronounce his name but uh he was a bitch but i totally took him out dude or something it's, yeah, it was a, I don't know, it's some, like, Italian name or something. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But uh, Governor Ravioli, Gabagool. All I gotta say about Bloodborne is like I'm glad it exists. So f- I'm sh- I'm definitely gonna beat it eventually. But I can already tell that my end uh, review is gonna be like I like the Souls games more. Like Bloodborne is like the emo goth cousin <laughs> of like Dark Souls. It's strange. Like the, everything like about it is just strange, and they're trying to be like I don't know steampunk it's, or something. I don't. Yeah, know. it's Dark Souls like edgy goth teenage rebellious period where all they do is shop at hot topic and yeah, listen n- to the cure no you don't understand allowed. me dad yeah, yeah. No shield. It's just i'm gonna rebel yourself. against you i got a straight i shave now dad exactly so that's where that's where i'm at with it and it kind of feels kind of immature in a way but so f- the bosses are still kind of uh entertaining me and like definitely challenging like i mean i'm making very little progress and i've been putting a lot of time into it so I definitely attest that this is harder than most of the Souls games. Uh, not Demon Souls, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that with the DLC, like the first boss in the DLC, who's like very early into the DLC, is actually like considered pretty much harder than every other boss in the game, or like definitely in the top five of hardest bosses. Jesus. So like they don't fuck around. Well, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not sure if I'll even get the DLC, but we'll see. Um, Next game I did happen to get during a flash sale. It was literally like five bucks or less. It was uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Mm, and I've played this. Okay, this game was excellent, and I loved everything about it, except for the fact that it was brutally sad. Like, <laughs> it was actually like... Holy shit, sad. Like, I, and I was live streaming the whole thing. I think in the course of two sessions, I streamed the whole game and I, I'm glad I didn't like break down crying or anything, but I just like, I was just dead (laughs) silent. And like, I think when I turned off the screen, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, just in such like a shocked, like upset mood that I was like, I I was going to bed right after that. I'm like, wow, that was super fucking depressing. But I I don't think I had it that bad because I knew going into it that was sad. Like, I heard, People give their review saying, like, the story's emotionally gripping. So I think I was prepared for it and wasn't surprised. Oh, I had zero preparation other than the fact, I think maybe there's a slight chance one of us mentioned the game just because we're like, oh, look at this awesome style and it looks cool. But, and one, maybe you had said that I played it and it was really sad. I don't remember, but I, I, I thought in the back of my mind, is this a sad game? But yeah, it totally was. <laughs> Jesus yep. Christ. Um, but let me talk a little about the aesthetics and gameplay though. It's a very, um, colorful like almost like a watercolor come to life it kind of is like an i don't how would you describe it you know what i mean the art style it's very um it's very painting-esque yeah it's very tune-esque and i actually saw a mod for skyrim recently where it turns skyrim into like a tune world and in my opinion it just means shittier graphics pretty much yeah it's beautiful and then like it the mod looked like this game where everything was kind of like nerfed down but since skyrim wasn't supposed to look like this it's a really shitty like version of it where this one i would say even kind of more toony version of like life is strange where it like you said it's like watercolor it's all kind of painted like it's exactly so that's that's what i mean it's hard to describe so you might as well just look this game up um but regardless the gameplay is what's unique about it so your character you take um control of two brothers um one's a brunette and one's a blonde the brunette's older uh, I don't like think long walks uh, on the beach and seafood. Dinners. Jesus Christ! Uh, no, but the interesting thing too is, as you play the game, you learn that there's no real communication between the language that they speak and English. So, like, there's no subtitles. You have no idea what's going on other than like their inflections and like hand gestures and body motions and stuff. Um, so 
you play as these brothers and each uh you have to play with a controller even if you buy it on steam like it says like controller is required to play the game you control yes. each brother with uh an analog stick i'll jump in here real quick that's very important because i remember talking about this game and i played it on my uh i believe i played it on the computer with like the keyboard and mouse and everything and it worked fine except for in the very beginning there's a part where you have to like crank up a little elevator sort of system yep to like bring your dad up and for some god knows reason it was completely broken with a keyboard and mouse like i had to mash it like a thousand times that's right so we did talk about this yeah so for some reason that was like broken beyond all repair but the rest of the game worked with a keyboard and mouse i think or whatever controller i had i forget wow that is ringing a bell for me and maybe some old school listener um but regardless uh this game you, yeah, I guess let's tell a little about the story. So you start off the, the game and your dad is like deathly sick and you have to get him to this guy and he basically signals and points out like he gives you this map and he's basically explaining to you all that this journey you have to undertake. And it is just like this very long uh, puzzle solving journey that you go as these brothers, you have to like um, cross bridges and like solve all these different puzzles. It's really in general... Um, a lot of fun. I didn't find the puzzles too challenging. So if you're like your average player should be able to just hop right in and like it takes a couple of seconds to like think uh, about it and then you'll be like, oh, that's how I move on. Um, but overall, the controls, it kind of reminded me of Shiftlings uh, because of how you control two cl- Shiftlings. If you're playing one player, that is because I think ideally that's with two people and like online play and one person controls each. But if you play Shiftlings as one player, you have to control each character with an analog stick, I believe. And it's just like confusing. But it's like Shiftlings means. Well, if you played Shiftlings, you have to play one player because as we found out, the servers are dead <laughs> oh, and Jesus even the Christ. developers don't know that yeah uh r.i.p (laughs) but um and i forget what i what else it it also reminded me of like kind of just like this epic journey like the hobbit or something but uh it just it's really it's it's overall amazing just be prepared for the sadness because it 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 was heartbreakingly sad like but (laughs) overall i i had such a great time playing that game but that ending was just frustrating and upsetting and just like you're gonna be like straight up like depressed Ah. I don't, I don't know if it was that sad. It was to me. Maybe I'm dead inside. Yeah, well, uh, I almost <laughs> want to spoil it for Matt. Yeah. I just want to be like, dude. You need to bleep out all these spoilers. Yeah, I'm going to do More of a story. If you're a little you shit, everyone all dies. of our subscribers. Yeah, I'll leave Bren saying, if you're a little shit, everyone dies, but that's it. Okay. The game's been out for a while, and I, eh. I don't think it's like on everyone's forefront, like you know, Captain America: Civil War or something. But regardless, that's up to you if you want to believe it. I'm um, you know, some, something I something I want to bring up though uh, mm-hmm. on that on that subject is uh, one of my one of my good friends uh, who's actually also moving to Oakland um, was talking to me about the new Doom, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I forget what he was he was telling me. He was super excited about it, and and he's like, "Oh, spoilers!" And I was like, "It's Doom." What yeah, do you, how do you spoil, <laughs> do you spoil? like all right uh demons from hell in outer space all right um that's the whole plot <laughs> kill them all spoiler the main character is a descendant of jesus christ ah the da vinci code like how yeah what twist is it going to be in that game i can't even there's, think there's no twist it, it, it the whole point of doom is to just give you something to shoot at with good graphics oh the twist is you were master chief all along I mean, you look like a minute. I think the biggest twist is apparently the single player is actually really good, like really like stands well on its own. And I'm surprised by that in a, by a long way. But 
Except the multiplayer isn't that good. Yeah, I do. I did hear that. Um, yeah. one other game I have that is that I've been playing the shit out of lately is a game called Entwined, and it's because AJ mentioned it like probably like ten episodes ago or so. But uh, it's where you play as a fish and a bird who are soulmates, and you basically it's a rhythm game where you have to like. It's more more or less a hand-eye coordination game where, yeah, each analog stick controls either the fish or the bird, and you have to control either half of the screen and, like, line up the fish and bird with these oncoming objects, and it starts off really slow, and it's very easy, and I, I got through the whole game, and the interesting thing is there's, in a way, if you beat a level with, like, a certain amount of, like, accuracy, so let's say you, like, are, like, on fire, I don't know how else to say it, you can yeah you can uh beat the level as this evolved dragon and it like basically is like if you typically beat the level you'll just be like this little green dragon but if you're the evolved dragon it has like this longer tail and bigger wings and it's like golden and like crazy looking um and apparently fish plus bird equals dragon yeah that's the end i thought it was birds and bees but it's just a super psychedelic game like i i love the overall feel of it and it was just really fun but i'm trying to get all the trophies and that's why i bring up this whole evolved dragon thing and there's a trophy called resolution if you beat all the levels on uh with the evolved dragon and i was capable of doing that it is pretty fucking challenging especially the last two like levels eight and nine fuck that but no now there's a challenge section that I'm trying to get through. There's five of them. I've gotten the first three and I need to unlock uh, four and five. And I just don't think I'll ever be able to do it. It's like extremely challenging. It's based on, uh, you have to survive a certain amount of seconds. So like, uh, the first one, it's like survive 200 seconds. The next one survive like 140. The one I'm at, it, I have to survive 120 to unlock the next one. And I, I think my high score is 105, which is so frustrating. But it, it's like, and, and ide- the idea is you have to literally perfect the level and you only have three strikes. Uh, and after th- that, it's, it's just a total bitch. And I don't think I'll ever get that. Cause that's the thing. There's three trophies I have left to beat, to like have all the trophies for that game. And it's unlocked all the challenge modes and then get at least 300 seconds in one of the challenge modes. And then the third trophy is uh, get all other trophies, which I would have done by then. So fuck, I don't know if I'll ever do it or not, but I'm trying. <laughs> oh, I've never been an achievement hunter. I, do not give a crap. Like, oh, well, that's I, what I mean. I'm trying just for this game because I feel like it's, it's so close. feasible. Yeah, and I'm so close. Like, I I feel like why not? But it's it's so challenging. It even says uh like on achievements, like it'll have a percent of how many people have done these last ones. I need to do. It's like extremely rare. It's like point two percent of people because <laughs> uh, it's yeah. so fucking challenging. Yeah, I think the only games I have like all the achievements for are either old games like remastered. Or like story games where they give you achievements just for progressing through the like main story. And that's like, those are the easy ones where everyone can get it if you finish the game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, for this game, for instance, uh, you got a trophy for every level in the story you unlocked. So it's like, mm-hmm. as, that's, there's lots of games like that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going out of my way, but I felt like with this, it was, it was feasible, but, uh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to. We'll see. I remember with, uh, the first Uncharted, I played it on the PS3. And something happened with my data where, like, it glitched. And it said I had, like, all the hours in it. Like, it clearly registered me playing it. But I didn't have a single trophy. It somehow wiped all the trophies I got. Ooh. And I was just like, man, if I cared enough, I'd go through and do it all again. But then again, I wouldn't want to subject myself to another Uncharted game. (laughs) And then I played three, uh, two more of those games. Nice. Um. Oh, apparently with Uncharted, 
there's people are getting a little worrisome about it, or maybe the haze of the new game is wearing off and people are critiquing it a little more. But I didn't realize that apparently half of like Naughty Dog staff left during the de- development of that game. So apparently, like when it was in production, it's like a good chunk of their staff working on that project just quit or were fired or something. So whoa, yeah. So if anyone feels like is playing the game and something just feels weird, where it's like, man, this story just took a weird shift. Like the movie Hancock, like maybe that's why because the same thing happened in the movie Hancock. I've only heard good things about the fourth one, but then again, I feel like it's mainly fanboys like talking it up. Yeah, I would. I would wait like maybe another week or two and we might be starting to hear some people like critiquing it a little heavier or something. But maybe that's from just me. I got a gripe on my shoulder about uh, Uncharted and all those games. Yeah, I never played them. Don't think I will. We'll see. Eh, I mean, you what you see is what you get. So if you don't like the trailers, it's no deeper than that. That's what I mean. I'm no run and gun national treasure guy, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Matt, let's talk more. Or let's hear more from you. Uh, about what? anything <laughs> no i mean how's your day yeah like maybe some pinecast updates i'm not sure if there yeah. is much uh I, let me um let me quickly take a look uh sure. so we've been we've been uh slowly gaining users on pinecast which has been excellent um currently we have i don't actually i don't know if we should really say how many yeah. customers a we have that's fine. we've We're, got a, we've got a lot of users that's something that i <laughs> i'm happy to say in fact let me let me very quickly look up the, the much like cocaine now. and heroin we have a lot of users uh roughly half of them are are active daily which is neat um and so that's that's really exciting the service is growing and people are putting things on it um i spend a lot of my time answering support emails <laughs> which is something it. something i didn't expect to be doing um yeah this uh, uh, not to not to call anybody out, but th- there was there was one support ticket that I I answered yesterday. Um, they wanted to cancel their subscription. They were paying customer. They wanted to cancel their subscription, delete their account. They're like, this doesn't work for us. And I was like, all right, well let's talk let's talk about that a little bit. Like you can downgrade at any time. You know, like no, you can do that on your own through the upgrade page. Um, but you know, like why doesn't Pinecast work? And it turns out that they were hitting our upload limit. So. Pinecast doesn't have limits on storage or bandwidth, so you can um, upload as many episodes as you want. Uh, it can be downloaded as many times as uh, your listeners will download it. We're not going to limit any of that stuff because it's 2016, and why would we do that? Um, however, we do say that for different plans, we have different caps on the size of the MP3s that you can upload. Yeah. So with the free plan, the cap is 48 megabytes, which honestly is more than enough if you're not paying for it. Um, Mark Marin puts regularly puts out hour, hour and a half long episodes and they're in the order of like 20 megabytes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if, if Mark Marin can produce one of the largest podcasts on the planet and manage to fit all of his content within the limits of our free plan, I'm pretty sure you're, you're okay. Yeah. Um, think you're better than Mark Marin. Get <laughs> but, um, it, with the starter plan, it goes up to 64 megabytes, and, and it keeps going up from there. Um, but this guy uh, was saying that his files are like 200 megabytes. And I was like, okay, so there's one of two things happening. Either <laughs> you're uploading like uh, one of these like six or seven hour long podcasts. Um, I, I have a friend that's a DJ, and he tried to use Pinecast, and um, he's like, it won't let me upload it. And I was like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's like this 1.2 gigabyte FLAC file. And I was like, why Jesus would you, what? 
why would you do that? Why would you want that? And I was he's gonna like, say, why would a listener ever stream or download that? Well, that, well, that's the thing. I was like, you realize that most people listen to podcasts through their phone and nobody's going to download a one gigabyte episode. And even no. if they did want to, it just wouldn't happen because it's not going to, it's going to keep like failing whenever they go into a dead zone or their Wi-Fi drops. It, it's just going to be really bad. nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on top of that, even if you did distribute it in flack, first off your phone, uh, decreases the quality of the auto outright, right? Like your phone isn't going to give you the same quality of audio as like a high end speaker system will. So flack is pretty much moot. Um, <laughs> but on top of that, like even if you decrease the quality to like 128 kilobits per second, constant bit rate, MP3, nobody's going to notice the difference. You know, it, it, like people, people aren't, you know, sitting there with, with, you know, their, their ear pressed up against like a, like a very finely made speaker. Um, and, and the people that are looking for that want, you don't to know what I do it. on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> My speakers are made of extinct Buffalo hair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but ex- God damn it. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. But, but, but so the, I, I responded to the, to the ticket and I was like, well, you know, here we produce podcasts ourselves. Like we're, we didn't just build this. Like we, we actually do this ourselves. Um, and here's the settings that we use, you know, here's, um, some options you have. You can either do sort of the higher quality VBR files, but then you have to do a little bit of extra work or you could do the CBR files, you know, down, down sample it to mono instead of stereo. And I think I, I think I might've turned it around. Um, and so if, if you're listening, dear customer, um, I hope that everything worked you. out for you. Uh, <laughs> I hope. I hope that um, you've you found that you can uh, encode your your content effic- effectively, effectively, effectively. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and so, and so it's just been stuff like that. Um, th- one thing that I've been very pleased by is that there haven't been really any uh, deeply technical problems. It's mostly been technical investigation, um, which unfortunately is more costly. If it was like fixing something, I can jump on that and fix it immediately. But um, we've really sussed out most of the bugs and um there's reporting so if you do get like a 500 error or something on pinecast um it it gets reported to me i get a very angry nasty gram in my email and then i go and fix it um in fact there was this one guy that was getting these errors um and he was getting them every 15 minutes and i went in and i fixed the problem before he managed to get the error again (laughs) um oh wow yeah, before he even filed a support ticket. So, uh, Pinecast, it, it, as far as it goes technically, like, it, it's got a few rough edges, but the, the technology behind it is quite sound, which is very good. Um, upcoming features, we're gonna be, uh, really fluffing up the, the tip feature. So, um, Doug, did you ever go and punch in your bank account information like I asked oh, you to? I don't think I did. Shit. I'm okay, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm so, doing it now. So if you go over to Almost Better Than Dragons and click on the link where it says donate to the show, um, basically uh, in in the episode description, it'll put a little link uh, and and allow listeners to tip. And you can submit a tip for uh, lots of different amounts. I can bring up uh, the tip jar for the latest episode of ABTD. Uh, Let's see. We got Dance to Earn That Money. We got Donnie shaking around in his gentleman's shrinks. Oh, Jesus. Don't even give me that imagery. 
Um, so there's options for one, three, five, or ten dollars, or you can enter a custom amount up to the the plan limit, which is pretty generous. Um, and things that I'm going to be adding in the short term, uh, you're going to be able to add a, a message to go along with your tip, so you can tell us um, just how salty you are that uh, we're not playing video games every week, and it's just Doug, and he plays like a dozen of them. Uh, <laughs> you can. If you're so salty, maybe you should tip more, so that I don't have to have a job. Fuck you. You don't Sorry. have a job. <laughs> Breach. I, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, I sell things. Not <laughs> legally, but like, I got okay. stuff going on. Let's not talk about that on air. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so, something else um, that's going to be really, really good. Uh, well, two things, actually. The first thing is recurring tips. Uh, so sort of like like Patreon or GoFundMe where you can you can set up a, I guess not GoFundMe. Do, do they do recurring tips? Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, but basically allowing listeners to say, like, I want to contribute three bucks a month or one dollar a month or two dollars a month. And it'll automatically set up a recurring payment, uh, and, and charge the customer, uh, or charge the listener rather. Um, and then the, the other thing is right now, in order to leave a tip, you have to add your email address. And that's done so that you can go in and, uh, manage your credit card information. So you punch in your credit card information, you send the tip. Um, and then we remember your credit card information if you ever leave a tip on another podcast. Um, and that's, that's really good. And it's necessary for us to be able to do recurring payments because otherwise we'd have to have you log in once a month or whatever. And, and Hey, sorry. I have a quick thing. Um, yeah. so it's a bug. Uh, uh not, it's not a big deal. It's validation. Uh, when I try to enter my bank account, apartment suite unit is required. Oh, is it? Yeah. No Shit. biggie. Uh, Give me like 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, Bankform.js. I feel like GoFundMe missed out on a really big opportunity to call themselves GoFund Yourself. <laughs> Jesus. That'd be great. You are I'm the worst. I'm so good at naming things. You really are. I'll, I'll give you credit. <laughs> you uh, are the worst person. Oh, oh, wait. I got to tell. Uh, so we were talking like in our messenger. Doug, you got to leave all this in, by the way. I will. Uh, and Matt asked, like, if there's anything we've seen on other sites that we would want in Pinecast. And I said, how about for the 404 page, when people can't find the page, there's, like, an error or something. It's just got a picture of a puppy, like, wrapped up in wires. And it just says, sorry, our operators are busy. And technology sure can be rough. God fucking damn it. I, I thought... Isn't he the worst? Yeah. <laughs> it was worth, share, Guys, worth sharing I'm with the listener. Another hilarious. thing that... I'll put this in the show notes because it was like, I literally had not been so happy in such a long time, but somebody posted on Facebook a video of this Dragon Ball Z soup shop in, I think it's in Florida, or I think... I think Orlando, actually. Yeah. And it was called Supa Saiyan, and this lady, like, from some weird uh, website was doing coverage on it, and she was wearing, like, this Pikachu Pikachu backpack and just saying the most like obnoxiously Uh, like horrible puns like it was like painful puns but they were they were great I loved it so I was really disappointed by all the stuff on the menu because the menu is just food like so they're like oh I want like a beef broth and like uh you know soba noodles or something like and you just tell them what you want and like so many characters in Dragon Ball Z are named after food. So, like, it'd be great. Like, I'm sure, though, if you go behind the scenes and go into the ch- kitchen and, like, check out the Frieza, there's a big, like, Frieza on it. And, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I hope so. Like, oh, I God. hope all the guys there know. And cooler. 
because <laughs> the the guy who made Dragon Ball Z even admits that for Frieza and like all of his henchmen, he literally opened up his fridge and like there's a guy named like Abril, which is like apple with an R in it, and like like cu- cucumber, or it's like a cucumber with a Q in it or something. Like it's literally <laughs> just food in his fridge that he put like an extra letter into. Yeah, and the same guy using musical intr- instruments like piccolo and all that. Uh, King piccolo, tambourine, drum. Uh, that's right. Clarinet, I think, was the other one, or something like that. Yeah, he had, like, four kids. They all died to Goku's hand, except for Piccolo. Are you sure? I feel like the Goku- Piccolo had to die to Goku at one time. Well, Have King all Piccolo of our did. listeners tuned out yet? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I, I might not have been playing games lately, but I watched a shitload of anime. Yeah, lots of Dragon Ball So I could be going up. into it much deeper if I wanted to. Didn't we yeah. have an anime podcast at one point? It was episode six, and it was called... We, sh- oh, no, you meant, like, an entire <laughs> podcast. Ooh. No, I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. You're crazy. Yeah, about that. No, that... But anyway... All that, uh, all that anyway. California air is messing you up. Uh... Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm deploying that update to Pinecast, and so in about a minute, you should be able to refresh the page and, and use it, and hopefully it didn't break everything horribly. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the next feature that's going to be coming down, so um, like I said, you need your email address to be able to leave a tip right now, um, and it's super easy. Uh, you just punch in your email. We send you an email with a link. You click the link, and that just verifies that you own the email address that you punched in. Um You'll also have the option to do that with your cell phone number. So you can punch in your cell phone number instead of your email, and it'll text you a code. You punch the code in, and then uh, you're on your merry way. Um, so that'll hopefully make it much more appealing for for podcasters because it'll make it easier for people to leave tips um, or set up recurring tips or, or what have you. Uh, and sort of after those few things happen, we're going to probably get a Google account and Facebook Connect support, so uh, you don't even need to leave your email address and and, and or phone number. Um, you could, you could just use uh, whatever. Man, that's it's really convenient that it's just an email because I had a buddy who was doing some sort of contest, like made a video for some sort of contest, and they get like some prize. Yeah, you know, they want you to vote for it. Yeah. So like, I tried just going on to click onto the vote, and like this fucking small time radio station in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere, like had I had. I had to give them my name, my address, like, my phone number, my email address, like, all this information. I'm like, God, my bank doesn't even ask for this much information. Well, that's probably not very good of your bank, but more importantly, it's also really bad. Really bad user experience. What have banks ever done wrong in this country? Give me one example. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, I do have (laughs) this something I saw, like, a long time ago, but I think I'll bring it up really quick. Uh, There's, like, this startup company that's trying to – it's, like, Uber, but different. It's, like – Uber. It's, like, bus rides (laughs) while you sleep. (laughs) So it's called – uh, apparently people are paying for these, uh, rides on this sleep bus, and apparently it's, like, supposed to simulate the, f- the effect of you, like, teleporting to another city instead of flying while that, you just sleep. Mm, I saw that when you posted how it says, like, teleport in quotes, and that pissed me off. Well, yeah, I like, dis- so I, I think it's stupid as fuck to call that teleporting. It's like, You're no, asleep. you go to bed and then you wake up in another city. But that's, that's the whole point of it. It's supposed to be, like, a big vehicle that many people pay to be on and you just have your own little space to sleep and the and it's just it's like a hotel on wheels like you you basically spend the night on a hotel but when you wake up you're at your destination it's like a tour bus or like trains like there's plenty of trains with beds in them yeah and- I, I think it's a n- unique opportunity for certain like traveling business people but obviously it's it's starting out and new and 
a little strange, but I think it has potential. I don't know. I so don't think it's going to be I, huge. I will or say, I will say that it 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 it's a really valuable service. Like if, if you're in San Francisco and you don't want to pay, uh, however much it is to get to L.A. or or San Diego or something. It's a royal pain in the ass to get to, to L.A. or San Diego, right? Like, SF to L.A. is an all-day event. And I don't think people realize how far they are, because people think, like, oh, California, it's all in this one little... Yeah, like, it's it's no, like 500 miles. Like, <laughs> yeah, five hours. It's huge. It's bigger than the state of Pennsylvania, just between those two cities. Yeah, and $48? That's pretty cheap. Yeah, so um, th- that's half the cost of one of the cheap-ass Virgin America airline tickets. Um, but more importantly, I think that this... this Business is more of like a, a symptom rather than a, a solution, right? So it's it's great and all that you can do this and get from one city to another overnight. But what it really sort of shows is that transit in America is fundamentally broken, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that the best way to get from one place to another affordably is to take a bus jam-packed into like some Japanese fucking micro hotel bullshit yeah with everyone snoring and who knows like yeah it's this is some strange. fucking harry potter shit and oh man that claustrophobia is kicking in yeah it's vi- it's a very tight thing like what happens when you have to get up and take a leak in the middle of the night right like you're just gonna be fumbling you, all around you pray you're on the top bunk well yeah what if he hits a stop sign at like a uh, fast speed <laughs> oh god a deer <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess what I'm getting at is like this business model can be disrupted so easily. It's like, all right, somebody, you know, buys a, a, a whole bunch of railroad track and, and just makes a really good train. That's not Amtrak. Like, okay, your, your business is over or, you know, like the, Elon Musk finish, finishes the hyperloop and it's amazing. And like, all right, now your business is just gone. Cause you can get from SF to LA in 30 minutes. And it, it just doesn't matter at that point. And so, there will come a day in America where businesses like that just don't need to exist because why would you ever want to take some weird overnight bus when you can just, I don't know, hop it, hop in your local hyperloop and, and just be anywhere. Yeah. I wouldn't be putting any stock into this company exactly. anytime soon. I was thinking the same thing. Don't put your eggs into this basket, but I think, and, I don't know. It's interesting in this like kind of uh, in between period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ima- imagine like being able to get from, uh, like Allentown to, to New York City, uh, over, well, I guess that's probably a bad example because you get there in like three hours. Um, yeah. but like Allentown to DC, uh, in, in, you know, if, uh, overnight or, or Allentown to, to Boston or, um, now that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, Philly to, uh, like Miami or something. Like, Ooh. Just, just being able to like go on vacation by yourself or with, you know, like one other person with a little bit of luggage for 50 bucks. Or sand off your fingerprints and uh, steal an identity and become a new person overnight. Jesus I mean, the, the, the trick is to make your fingerprints their fingerprints, and then you don't oh. need to sand off your fingerprints. I guess I could just wear gloves too. This is not an advice show. Uh, let's <laughs> this is an advice talk- show for the modern era. There we go. <laughs> well, uh, quick, quick note. To be fair, you can also sleep on any bus. It's just really rude and creepy, and you might get diddled. And people might think you're overdosing on heroin. Never um, sleep on a bus is the lesson to take away from this episode. Never sleep right. on a bus. <laughs> uh, Matt, you brought something to attention in show topics that I kind of want to talk about about Half Life Three. Yeah, it's been ten years. <laughs> God Ten damn it. And still not. <laughs> since it was announced. 
that's, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> that's so fucking depressing. If you, I mean, I, wait, I think we're getting close though with Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> I'm mm. really upset. Yeah. Does it, anyone got? Uh, I gotta get my team mark. Oh, and I'll do yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, you're closer to it. Hold on. But I know yeah, it's I'm... like it was like 2008 or something, wasn't it? Oh my god! Don't tell me this is true. I wouldn't be surprised because I remember thinking like the entire God of War franchise came out in quicker time than it did between like Kingdom Hearts one and two. Dude, it was oh Final Mix was released in 2007, so that would mean it's about a year a, a year away from being a decade. But yeah, no, it's saying it was the second best-selling game of 2006. It's ten fucking years for t- Kingdom Hearts 3, too. What the fuck is up with that? Well, uh, at least they didn't take pre-orders, am I right? <laughs> I mean, they could have screwed us over more, I guess. Like, if we put it in that way. Yeah, I, no, but the most frustrating, it's not like Half-Life was like, here's a thousand mini-games you don't want. Like, Kingdom that Hearts bothers is, me. Yeah, they've just been, like, putting all these ten years into efforts that nobody gave two shits about. Maybe Birth by Sleep was the only one that was like, yeah, this kind of tells me a little more about the story. And the only reason people were interested in that, because it hints at what's going to happen in Kingdom Hearts 3, or gives you a little more lore as to what the fuck's going on. It's like Game of Thrones. Like, here's a little, like, small, like, hint, or here's a little web series, or here's a comic book series, or here's a bunch of interview with the cast of the show. It's like, no one gives a shit. Finish with the goddamn books, you fat sailor. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's the same anger and level of just, uh, I'm so fucking annoyed with them. Yeah. Um, but, and that's the thing. I still love the series, but, oh, man, they're pissing me the fuck off. Um, another- we'll see with the third one if we still love them. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, My parents said the same thing about their children. Jesus. Oh, and also if they throw like a frozen level in there, it's like, I'm done. You guys in the fucking Little Mermaid, I was never having it. All right. Um, the Mirror's yeah. Edge, though. Oh, you like the, the Little Mermaid shit? Are you kidding me? I mean, it wasn't like action packed, but it was, you know, something different. So at least it changed it up. Uh, so I didn't get, I didn't get bored of all the fighting, like, cause it was nonstop. That's true. But no, it was just too childish for me. And then again, I'm just maybe that's because it, I don't know. I'm a sucker for musicals. Ah, anyway, uh, so yeah, you did get to sing Under the Sea with them. But mm-hmm. there's Mirror's Edge on the horizon, and I meant, I saw that you wanted to talk about that a little. Yeah, I'm not sure if we talked about like the most recent information, because I know we've been talking about it off-air. <clears throat> but the newest game is Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which they finally confirmed that it is not a sequel, and it is not a prequel. It is, in fact, an entire reboot of the franchise. So anything you liked about the first Mirror's Edge is gone. Yeah. It's just fucking wiped clean from the slate. Fuck. Which, you know, we okay. all are thrilled about. No. Fuck. No. I'm mad. Ah, I'm, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> He's just mad. Yeah, because oh. I was mad about this that when we first, uh, like, we were speculating with Press Continue Podcast the second time they were on our show. We mm-hmm. were, at that point, weren't sure if it was going to be a prequel or a sequel, but the rumor was it's going to be one or the other. And I yeah. remember saying, oh, it's probably just a reboot, and I was all pissed about it. And then you guys were reassuring me, it's probably not going to be a reboot. And I was like, oh, great. So Here we wrong. are, all these so months wrong. later, and it just turns out that it's a goddamn reboot. Like, I was, my j- initial fear fuck all that and there was so many like here and there articles ign polygon all of them being like oh mirror's edge is definitely a prequel mirror's edge is definitely a sequel it's like nobody knew shit and here we are it's a goddamn reboot it was all just guessing from hearsay from like oh i heard one dude at e3 say it was going to be a prequel it's like oh what did that guy work on the game no yeah well then what the fuck are you listening to him for but uh yeah gaming journalism it's so fucking credit (laughs) creditable um but yeah the 
one of the creators of it, or like one of the heads of it, finally announced that it's going to be a complete reboot. So they're just trashing everything from the first one. And um, I mean, one of the good things about it is one of my favorite bands, Churches, has a song in it. That's a very small good thing compared to another bad thing, which is apparently they're going to try and adapt Mirror's Edge into a TV show. Because God knows we're in the prime time of like comic book TV shows and like you know supernatural sci-fi TV shows that all start out really well and then turn into complete shit real fast. And this is for a game, the Mirror's Edge, which came out pretty, like, mediocrely. Like, there wasn't a big pomp and circumstance of its release. And then people really enjoyed it. And then no one really, like, the company wasn't going to make another one until the fans were, like, crying out for it because of the fans loved it so much. So not only are they taking something that fans demanded more of because they liked the story, they took that fucking destroyed all the story, retconned it so it doesn't exist anymore, and are retelling all the story. So now the game that people demanded for isn't even the story that we wanted to begin with. Absolutely. And they're also turning it into a TV show, which is going to just bleed that story dry, even if it is good. Jesus Christ. You just hit that nail on the head for me. That was like the best like report on that. Oh my God. I'm good at ranting. I got a lot of anger. Well, no, that is (laughs) infuriating because first of all, the original Mirror's Edge game is a gem for like whatever system you ended up playing it on. It is just a great overall game. And I love everything about it. Yes, it really was. (laughs) I, I wasn't a huge fan. Dude, did you beat it? I got, like, halfway through. That's what I mean. So that's that's the difference between, like, if you would have actually played it... If you liked it hard enough, you would have liked it. (laughs) Well, no. I'll I'll be the uh, devil's advocate here and, like, be the middleman here. I will say it was a very good game. It was a very beautiful game. It was by far nowhere near a perfect game. No. There was plenty of stuff wrong with it. And the first person parkour was, like, really tough to get used to. So I could see how it being a deal breaker for a lot of people. So the... Here's the thing for me. So the, it it is a very linear game, right? Mm-hmm. But they tried to they tried to mask that and obfuscate the fact that it's a linear game by like putting all these like little side alleys and shit in there. And they they all, all it was was them just trying to make it look less like a linear game. And no, so and like that's fine. That's you'd be like, like, why? Where am I going? Why? Why don't I know what I'm doing right now? And and you're just getting fucking lost. It's like I don't want that. I just want to play the game. Like. Fucking make it linear at that point. I don't even care. Just let me jump around and do shit and move on. I I don't want to, like, get frustrated and angry at it. I think it was inherently designed for even if whatever path you went down that you would still wind up going down the linear path. I didn't struggle with that at all. I don't know. I I think the level design was lacking in in – a, a, a few really critical places, and and I I just wasn't a fan. Okay, that's uh, fair. I just like the story in general and the gameplay because yeah, the first person parkour was pretty unique for its time. Mm-hmm. The combat was really just tricky to get used to. I know I was never good at it, but I'll agree with Matt and the like level design because especially for a game that so so much relies on speed and having to run through everything at the quickest and most stylish way. Like you need to know exactly where you're going five steps before you get there. And there's plenty of times where I just ran into a corner, not knowing what the fuck I was supposed to do. So, but like, that's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> there's plenty of flaws with the first one. Like, I'm not denying that, but it's, it was a game that came out that fans liked enough that they demanded a sequel from a company that didn't really plan on making one. And then when the company does finally make one, they destroy the, like, in all intents and purposes, destroy the continuity of the first one and just retcon everything. Yeah, I, I just am pissed about that because I think it should have either been a prequel or a sequel, not a reboot. It had, it, how hard is it to just pick up 
and make a new story with Faith running more or like it yeah her how, her origin story. Nope, we're just going to say fuck everything and pretend like that other one didn't exist. But the good news is if you're just like if you're upset about it like me and Bren are and you really like the first game, you could just go fucking play the first game and enjoy it for what it is. But it's just yeah. like I don't know. It I would have preferred that this newest addition to the series this one with all the beautiful graphics and shit would be an extension or explanation of the previous story that had already been established so i posted in uh the recording chat room uh a a link to the to their website for the map um and this i i'm really enjoying just playing with the map right now i i hope you guys (laughs) enjoy it as much as i do while, while we're recording um but it is a massive fucking map if you zoom out and and screw around with it. Well, and that's the thing about this one. It's not as linear. It's I uh, hear it's more or less open world-y. Uh, see, I I feel like there's too many open world games to the point where like it's just too like w- like I said in Witcher. There's too fucking much and I don't care anymore. Like like Matt, I'd rather a very linear game at this point. That's where I'm at. That's oh, what wow. I liked about the original game. This map is breathtaking. It is. It, they did a really good job building it as well. Props to their developer mm-hmm. for um, taking full advantage of WebGL. <laughs> Very nice. But I'll even uh, just quickly bring it back to Uncharted 4, which some people were kind of pissed about because they retconned that storyline too. So if you played, I think it was Uncharted 2 or maybe 3, you get some flashbacks and backstory of Nathan Drake as a child. And he's like a small, like thieving orphan in Brazil. And that's how he learns how to be good at like parkour and climbing and everything. And then in this one, apparently, his brother comes back into the picture and is like, Hey, Nathan, I hear you're out of the adventure game. Like, let me get back, let me get you back into it so we can hunt down some crazy treasure. It's like, wait, he didn't have a brother. And they're like, no, 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 he like totally had a brother now. And it flashes back to like when they were younger, hanging out all the time. Like, oh yeah, they were like, you know, two peas in a pod. You couldn't separate them. It's like, but just like the last game you're retconning. It's like Assassin's Creed, like retconning it immediately in the next game. Guys, yeah, the like, finger and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, that's so fucking stupid. Always but with the fingers. Before we forget, though, <laughs> I, I need to mention, though, like, let's just, like, let's all just take a second and imagine Mirror's Edge as a television show. Are you fucking kidding me? Who's going to watch that, first of all? Uh, Wait, are they actually doing that? Yeah, that's Brent mentioned to. that in passing, and that's what I mean. Oh, what we didn't fuck? even really spend any time on that. It's, <laughs> you it, might not have heard it in my rants. <laughs> yeah, but they're turning Mirror's Edge into a television show. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, like, Think about the budget for every single episode. You're basic basing the premise of the show off a person doing parkour constantly and then like them meeting up for like dramatic uh What if here here's here's me being the devil's advocate now. What if this is on par with Jackie cool. Chan Adventures on Kids WB? <gasps> Don't you dare slander Jackie Chan. No, I'm saying like what meet that level. But but what what if what if it's a spiritual successor to Jackie Chan Adventure? It's like the mythical. What is it? Season five? They they didn't do. Oh God, I would love that. That show like that's one of those shows where it's like what Jackie Chan's in a cartoon. Oh, it's gonna be like Shaq Fu and like something bad because it's no. a celebrity name. Oh no, not that even show was close. Oh no, it's season rad. six. They did a season five. Well, see, that's what changes things Jesus, to me. That was it 10 depends. Years ago. If it's animated versus uh real actors like i think it'd be a better chance of being somewhat entertaining if it was animated or like maybe <laughs> done in the i do too but i style. highly doubt it yeah i'm I not sure doubt it. in general i i would never watch it and it's like i don't know i and like i'm saying like i don't think your average american's gonna sit down on tv and be like yeah i've been watching this mirror's edge show it's so fucking cool no it's uh, it's, it's also- gonna be if if it's on the wb which i hope that it is 
Uh, it's it's just going to be like the the main character like running off the edge of a building and then like pausing in midair and looking straight at the camera and holding up a sign that says "Oops" and then just falling straight down and having an anvil See, I, land on them. I would actually enjoy that more. But I found <laughs> out. I feel like that was the pilot. <laughs> I found out that this is being done by a demo shine North America. I don't know. No one cares. Uh, it produces such shows as AMC's Hell on Wheels, which apparently is a great show, but no one I knew watched it, but we all agreed that it was good. But they also have done Big Brother, Biggest Loser, and Master Chef. So, there you go. That's where your faith is going to. Get it? It's a pun. I got The character's it. name is Faith. Great job. It's funny. It's hilarious. God I don't it. think I'd, the show will be good, mm. though. I think it's going to be like Ninja Warrior, the series. And as much as I love Ninja Warrior... That's also not entertaining. I think anymore. this show is going to be their biggest loser. Ha <laughs> ha! There we go. Um, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap this one up? Yeah, I'll just tell us a few things in here since I got all angry and my blood's a boiling. <laughs> um, we talked about with, uh, I believe it was with Press Continue about um, Mega Man's 30th anniversary coming up soon in 2017, and that they plan on doing an animated show for Mega Man, like for the anniversary. Yeah, it's being created i think or somehow in the works with man of war studios or productions who did ben 10 that whole franchise oh no you know ben 10 which was really cool for like the first two seasons and then just got really shit like in every aspect for the next like series like you know however many seasons like the quality animation goes down with each iteration of that show i don't know what they did but uh so the like uh, basic concept art or like artwork for Mega Man in this new show is out and it looks fucking terrible. Yeah, at it least looks in my like opinion. a Ben 10 Mega Man. It, it just... looks like, yeah, a bad, like the bad versions of Ben 10, like the later seasons. Oh, God, that does not and look good at all. He's got like a mini Mega, like, or at least that's what it's called. It's like a mini Mega Man, like, I guess who can go in and out of his helmet. And he's going to be like a random kid who goes to school and then at night dons his like robot armor and fights crime or something. And that's fucking not at all what Mega Man's about. And it, I don't want anything to do with this. Wow. I mean, they admit that it's for six to nine year olds demographic, but <laughs> but then, they also don't care about Mega Man. I know because they're six to nine. Who are we to bitch about that? But no, you're right. It's taking a, a a known character just to take the character and put it in a situation. And be like, I don't know. That's stupid as fuck. That'd be like remaking like Hong Kong Fooey for like a, like five year olds like after school like TV show. It's like cool. One who doesn't know who Hong Kong Fooey is fucking everyone under the age of 40 like i'm thinking like a version of barney but replace barney with crash bandicoot and it's just like what the fuck are you doing yeah like i i don't know why they're doing this i mean i know why they're doing it for fucking money it's the same reason they do anything um also uh if anyone's excited for no man's sky oh i know i am a lot of hype about exploring the whole universe and it's being done by a small like small british company i believe uh that's delayed Uh. it's supposed to come out next month and it's delayed till at least July or August. Shit. And there's so much hype for this game, and it keeps getting delayed. I think it's been delayed like a year now. I can't imagine it's going to be good. Like, I can't imagine it's going to live up to the hype. Yeah, that's the problem. Many. I wish people didn't hype shit so much. But the reason, yeah, that one's on my radar, and that's one I keep hearing a lot of. But, oh, man, that's depressing. I wouldn't pre-order that one. I would have let that one come out and, like, all the bugs or whatever be, like, sorted out before buying that. I will never pre-order anything anymore unless it's... No, I can't even think of a single yeah. instance. 
it was gonna be Mirror's Edge, but they fucking shit on over it that. It's gonna be Kingdom Hearts, but then it ten years later broke my heart. <laughs> it broke your kingdom. <laughs> Hearts. God, so many puns today. Yeah. Uh one more. Um with the Captain America Civil War thing, uh, all the hype was around Spider Man being in it. They're like we said before, they're gonna keep making Spider Man movies despite that horse despite that horse being woefully past dead. And they announced that Michael Keaton's going to be in it, which is great, because he's an amazing actor, and he's hilarious. And he's going to play the villain, which is, God, possibly one of the fucking worst Spider-Man villains of all time. Ugh. No one likes the Vulture. He's shit. No one cares. And I feel like this is just a weird, like, pigeonholing, also a pun, <laughs> of Michael Keaton, because he played Birdman in the movie Birdman. So, like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I can't imagine it's going to be good. And if anyone... I hear the movie Birdman's good. I'd much rather watch Harvey Birdman, Attorney of Law. But, like, fucking Christ. I had... Guys, can we just end the episode? I'm too mad. Yeah, no, that's I'm, fair. I'm I'm breaking down. Right, bye, guys. It was great talking <laughs> well, to you all. Wait, before we do that, let's do some plugs quick. Uh, Bren, where can listeners uh, tweet at you? Uh, ABTS Bren. If you want to find out all the anime I've watched, because it's been a fuckload, because despite me not playing video games, I still find time to waste my... Uh, productivity listen to the podcast we don't have anymore no yeah i would have kept doing it but we just couldn't fucking figure stuff out i i still wish we could keep going to that show hey we'll talk to mark we'll see what we can make happen but anyway uh where can listeners find you matt uh, well, if you wander through the streets of Oakland and s- sniff the air and smell for the smell of money being spent on needless rent, uh, that, that's where you'll find me. Or you can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Basta, uh, or on Pinecast, uh, Pinecast.com. I don't know, I feel, I feel like that area is kind of saturated with that smell. I don't know if they'll be able to pick out you. Oh no, that's piss. Uh, it's the smell of, <laughs> the smell of money being burned that you really want to just seek out. Awesome. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, if you're listening via iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a rating or review. No one seems to do it, but if you did, that'd be cool. (laughs) And hopefully Uh, by the time you hear this, Doug will have punched in his bank account information. (laughs) Yes. You can leave us a tip by clicking the link in the episode description. Hey, that'd be really nice of you. And I keep forgetting to mention this, but if you're interested in doing a podcast and you want to use Pinecast, it's five bucks a month for the one account. That's less than fucking subscribing to someone on Twitch. So maybe you stop getting those weird, goofy uh, emotes on Twitch and you just start your own podcast and do something with your life. Yeah, dude. Yeah, do something fun. with your life. Podcasting's yeah, great. And unlike me. I know a bunch of podcasters actually listen to our show. So if you're using a service that you're unhappy with, give Pinecast a try. You can try it for free. But, um... Thanks for your five bucks a month. Like it's so fucking cheap. Don't even say try it for free. Like you can have it for free and it's free (laughs) forever. You can upgrade to five bucks a month. It's, it, it's, it's not an either or thing. It's half that price of the gym membership. You keep telling yourself you're going to use every month. And I Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 PM Eastern standard time. So if you're into Twitch streaming, check us out. But, uh, thanks for tuning in if you did. And we'll see you next week. We love you. you Go fuck yourself. Bye.